that time of the week. You have waited seven whole days. You have waited with great patience. You have emailed me your suggestions. You've tweeted me your suggestions. You have stewed with anger and simmered, wondering if the object of your ire would this week make my list of... The Other Side of Midnight presents... All right, I got a lot of problems with you people. Let's hear them. Let me begin with Rajesh Vishwas. Rajesh Vishwas is a government official in India. I can't pronounce the name of the province where he is a government official. So rather than embarrass myself and get myself canceled by India, which is now the world's most populous country. Congratulations to India. Absolutely. Kenneth, if you get a chance, would you grab my bell from the locker room? I will give him a thank you. Um, but congratulations to India on beating China in world population. But anyway, this fella, Rajesh Vishwas. And by the way, I love Indian food, by the way. Why am I saying by the way so much? By the way, I don't know. Could be an indication of, I don't know, something. He was a government officer in this province in India, and he lost his expensive smartphone in deep water while trying to click a selfie at the Kirkata Dam. Now, that is quite irritating. I have an expensive smartphone myself. I just replaced the phone that I have for five years. I would hate it if I lost this phone in the water. But my reaction would not be the same as this gentleman. So he emptied out a dam, 21 lakh liter of water, I don't even know how much that is, was drained from a reservoir for three days to recover his expensive phone. This jerk who dropped his phone into a 15 feet deep water reservoir justified his action saying the water was unusable for irrigation and he had gotten permission from a senior official. When Vishwas, a food officer, could not retrieve the phone, he deployed a 30-horsepower pump to drain the reservoir's water. In the effort that lasted for three days, now come on, why don't you just get a new phone? Don't you have your stuff backed up? Uh, All this water, which was drained, was enough to irrigate 1,500 acres of farmland. Imagine that. Enough water in a country where 10% of the people are starving, maybe more. Enough water to irrigate 1,500 acres of farmland was drained. The officer managed to recover the lost phone. Thank goodness. But unfortunately, it wasn't working after three days in the water. This is nuts. This is crazy. And this person should face severe repercussions. And he's shifted the blame to everyone but himself. He told the newspaper India Today that when villagers who dived but couldn't find his phone due to dirt in the reservoir gave him advice of draining the water, he's blaming the villagers. He, uh, this guy is a sociopath. Nuts. So, Mr. Vishwas... I do denounce you. I must also denounce LinkedIn. I, um, I'm not on LinkedIn, but I know a lot of people that are. They get a lot out of it. They say they really like it. But 
they have locked out Vivek Ramaswamy, one of the Republican candidates for president, the co-founder of Strive Asset Management, and evidently they, they locked out his personal LinkedIn account. He was told via email he was sharing misleading or inaccurate information. LinkedIn cited three posts and videos by Mr. Ramaswamy. In one, he argues that if adherents to climate religion really cared about the climate, they'd be worried about, say, shifting oil production from the U.S. to places like Russia and China. In another, he says fossil fuels are a requirement for human prosperity. And in a third... He says China played the U.S. like a mandolin and weaponized the woke pandemic. Now, you can agree or disagree with that kind of with those ideas or that kind of commentary. You might even think they're over the top. You might think they're not. But they are well within the bounds of political debate. I I hear that on the stations that we're airing on 20 times a day. I hear much worse. They're hardly extreme compared to things like what President Biden has said when he said that Georgia was imposing Jim Crow 2.0 because they reduced the number of days of early voting or whatever that nonsense was. And that's enough to get you locked out of LinkedIn? When will these tech giants learn? We saw what happened with Twitter and the Hunter Biden story. We saw what happened with Facebook and Instagram during the 2020 election and the 2016 election. And now LinkedIn is locking out Vivek Ramaswamy for sharing three ideas that I think are perfectly fine. I mean, do you want free speech? Do you want free expression? Do you want exchange of ideas and of opinions? Clearly, if you're LinkedIn, the answer is absolutely not. I have to denounce, uh, and I hate to do this because... I don't like jumping on people for making a mistake or anything like that. But I have to denounce this uh, umpire in this high school uh, baseball game. Now, the catcher dropped strike three. And so so you could see what I mean by this. I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to link to this on my uh, my Facebook page right now, facebook.com slash fan. So a guy, the batter, swung at strike three, and the catcher dropped the ball. Now, what happens? I think even if you're only a casual baseball fan, you know that if the catcher drops strike three, you have to tag the batter who now becomes the runner, or throw to first base. The catcher didn't do that. And so the guy ended up on first base. The umpire called the batter out and called the game over. I don't know this umpire's name, but uh, I think this is got to be one of the worst umpires in the history of high school baseball. Understand what happened. Catcher drops strike three, never tags out the runner, and the umpire declares that the game is over. This team was robbed. This was a robbery. And I don't like to go back and criticize officials, but I mean, he clearly did the wrong thing here. The batter was aware that he had to run to first base because the catcher dropped the ball. 
the catcher was out to lunch. He was ready to celebrate. And the empire was, I guess, just wanting to go home. This is shameful. So I've just shared this video, facebook.com slash Moranofan. This video, when it was put out by Barstool Sports, has already gotten over 11.4 million views. 11.4 million views. So a lot of people are upset with this. And uh, if I had that umpire's name, I would denounce him by name. But, Mr. Umpire... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. I do denounce you. I want to denounce a noodle vendor who posted a, well, uh, to be, uh, let me tell you what happened. And then I'll tell you why I'm denouncing the government of Vietnam. I'm not denouncing the noodle vendor. I am denouncing the government of Vietnam. The noodle vendor parodied one of the country's most powerful ministers. And Tuan, uh, Tuan Lam became famous when he posted this video a couple of years ago, mimicking the trademark gestures of a London restaurateur by the name of Salt Bai. A minister had been previously filmed eating a gold leaf covered steak in a Salt Bai video causing a scandal. The Vietnamese government is strictly intolerant of any kind of dissent. So now, this this noodle vendor who posted this video is going to prison for five and a half years for anti-state propaganda. Those of you that wonder what a communist dictatorship looks like, It looks like this. You can't post a parody video without going to prison for five and a half years. This is absolutely shameful. So, government of Vietnam, I do denounce you. I must also denounce Al-Shabaab. By the way, these are not in order. I'll point out to Christian that he was kind enough to print out these articles for me. But uh, they're they're not in order, which has me wondering if I'm getting the right. Okay, Uh, I want to denounce Al Shabab. Al Shabab carried out just a horrible terrorist attack that uh, really tells you everything you need to know about what an outrageously evil terrorist organization this is. Um. Al-Shabaab is basically an Islamic fundamentalist um, uh, 
terrorist group similar to an ISIS, similar to any number of terrorist groups, similar to Al-Qaeda. And they carried out this attack where over 130 people were killed in a a very daring attack. And you have the situation where the rebel... The rebels attacked this base, uh, and I'm trying to get the full number of casualties here, but the Ugandan president, Yuveri Museverini, confirmed that the casualties resulting from this ruthless assault launched by al-Shabaab were the worst that that country has seen in years. So this attack targeted a military base overseen by Ugandan peacekeepers. Now, the president didn't say how many soldiers were killed or wounded, but it was, and that's what I was looking for, but it was the first official admission of losses in the attack among Ugandan troops. Now, since 2006, al-Shabaab has been fighting to topple Somalia's Western-backed government and established its own rule based on a strict interpretation of Islamic law. So the Ugandan president said during the attack some of the soldiers there did not perform as expected and panicked which disorganized them and the al-shabaab took advantage and over and had and that to overrun the base and destroy some of the equipment the assailants numbered about 800 and during the attack the ugandan troops were forced to withdraw to a nearby base they targeted the base early on friday and at least uh 137 soldiers were killed. Um, Al-Shabaab took credit for this suicide bomb attack. Now, to me, this is just horrible. Anybody that would engage in this kind of terrorism is just, uh, to me, forever irredeemable. And uh, I think it's just atrocious. I want to denounce the Ukrainian tennis player by the name of Marta Kostyuk. She declined to shake hands with the Belarusian opponent, Arena Sabalenka, after their match. So Kostyuk saw saw during her pre-match jitters that Russia, with Belarusian backing, launched the largest drone attack on Kyiv since the invasion began, began in February of 2022. Why in the world she would take that out on her tennis-playing opponent is beyond me. Did Arena Sabalenka have anything to do with an attack on Kiev? Did Arena Sabalenka have anything to do with this war at all? And yet, this Ukrainian tennis player, Marta Kostyuk, refuses to shake her opponent's hand. Well, I got news for you. The war in Iraq was horrible. I had nothing to do with the war in Iraq. So if I'm playing ping pong against somebody from the Middle East, should they refuse to shake my hand? Of course not. That would be ridiculous. And this is just as ridiculous. Shame on you, Miss Kustiuk. I do denounce you. I must also denounce... This lawyer, (laughs) this guy is a real piece of work. Stephen Schwartz, who's been practicing law for a long time, um, he is in a lot of trouble 
after admitting he used chat GPT to help write court filings in a lawsuit that cited six non-existent cases invented by the artificial intelligence tool. We've seen this again and again where chat GPT just makes up things. It lies or whatever they call it. They, they say it hallucinates. It's not telling the truth. And this lawyer is billing people to have a computer that we know has a history of inaccuracy write their paperwork. Now, if you want to use chat GPT to do some of the more mundane legal tasks, okay, I get it. You're not even going to check and make sure that the legal cases that it's citing are real cases? To me, there's no excuse for this, especially a guy that I'm sure is billing his clients a pretty penny and has been practicing law for decades. Shame on you, Stephen Schwartz. I do denounce you. I must also denounce Jane Fonda. Um, Jane Fonda issued a stark warning about climate change on Saturday while placing the blame on any guesses. Come on, you know it. You know it. White men. That's right. Uh, The (laughs) Jane Fonda blamed racism and climate change on white men. Here's a quote. We've got about seven, eight years to cut ourselves in half of what we use of fossil fuels. And unfortunately, the people that have the least responsibility for it are hit the hardest. It is a tragedy that we have to absolutely stop. We have to arrest and jail those men. They're all men behind this. The two-time Oscar winner, who I think is a great actress, by the way, added that climate change would not be possible without racism or the patriarchy in which... White men are at the top. It's good for us all to realize that there would be no climate crisis if there was no racism. Do you realize what garbage this is? There would be no climate crisis if there was no patriarchy. This is the biggest load of hogwash I have ever seen. Do you want to look at what countries are polluting like crazy? Go to India and try to breathe the air in. Now, are the people in charge of India white men? No, I actually happen to think they're Indian. You want to look at what countries are causing global pollution problems? Let's look at what China is doing to the environment. Go to China and drink the water and breathe the air. Are those white men? And is there any evidence to support that if women were in charge of whatever you think they should be in charge of, that... There would be no racism or climate change. I mean, it's just total. She's just making this up. I recognize a woman's in her 80s. Maybe she's not as sharp as she used to be. But for you to make what I think is a racist and sexist remark, which is, as far as I'm concerned, exactly what she did here. In my judgment, there's no excuse for this. Jane Fonda, I do denounce you. And you know what? Can you imagine if she said this about any other ethnic group or any other gender? Can you imagine if she said, you know, all of uh, the problems in collegiate sports are caused by those transgender people? Can you imagine if she said that? They would be burning her in effigy right now. She'd be canceled six ways from Sunday. Where's the call for cancellation? Now, I'm not saying she should be canceled. I'm not a canceller. 
But why is it okay to take whatever shot you want at white people or men? And if you're a white man, forget about it. That's the that's the exacta. Jane Fonda, I do denounce you. I must also denounce both Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her critics that don't know how to act um, in a civilized manner. So uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez had a town hall meeting and in, in her district in the Bronx. And she, or excuse me, it was, in, it was in Corona in Queens. And she put out a tweet talking about what a great dialogue they had and so forth. And great. That's wonderful. But she apparently prohibited a bunch of her critics from entering. Jose Vega tweeted video Saturday showing cops and congressional security prohibiting him and a friend from entering the town hall. Now, that's not right. That is absolutely not right. You should not. These are constituents of hers who've committed no crime as far as I know. They just have a history of being disagreeable with her. Well, you know what? If you don't want people disagreeing with you, don't have a town hall meeting. You don't just get to you shouldn't just get to throw out your your critics. This is totally ridiculous. They didn't give these guys any reason whatsoever. They just escorted them out. They registered for this. These are constituents and they wouldn't allow them in. But I also have to denounce um, one of her critics, Jose Vega, for basically blasting her publicly as a piece of blank and you know, use the term for, or the curse word for excrement. And I really think that kind of behavior, it really, there's no place for that in the civic discourse. Learn how to be nice to people. Learn how to speak in a civilized manner. Treat people with a little bit of respect. So I'm denouncing both sides here. And then lastly, I want to denounce SeatGeek. We've been following a lot of these problems with with the Taylor Swift concert and the tickets for Taylor Swift. Well, a TikTok user claims that SeatGeek scammed her by selling fake tickets to the Taylor Swift concert at MetLife Stadium and confirming that they were validated. Now, the ticket-selling site, SeatGeek, which I've used before, um, they claim that that's not the whole story. So this this person bought four tickets for $500 each from a woman on Facebook who transferred them to her via SeatGeek. And she thought, this woman thought her tickets were legitimate. And so she reached out to SeatGeek, and SeatGeek confirmed these are legitimate tickets. So then she goes to the show, and they tell her when she gets there that these tickets have already been scanned. These were essentially fake tickets. And SeatGeek confirmed that they were real. SeatGeek says they didn't sell them, but they're acknowledging their role in this whole thing. And um, SeatGeek tried to make it up to her by sending her a $500 credit. Now, this woman, Miss Lafada, said, where on your website can you buy a ticket for $500? They're minimum $3,000 for resale. I can't even buy half a ticket for that. So they then offered her $5,000, which wouldn't have even covered the bill for four tickets to Taylor Swift. So... Um, I uh, really think they handled this very poorly. If you're going to be in the ticket-selling business 
and you're going to confirm that tickets are legitimate, then make sure they're legitimate. I don't think that's too much to ask. SeatGeek, I do denounce you. If you did something bad this week and you did not get denounced, count yourself lucky. Count yourself lucky.